Welcome to the Lost in the Shuffle podcast brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hillary Marie and I've created this podcast for you to listen to during your commute to or from the dance studio in hopes that you'll walk away with some new knowledge or fresh inspiration. Hello, hello, ITAP Online community, and welcome to a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast, brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie, I am your host, and I am here to support you in your tap dance journey by giving you quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so that you can become the tap dancer that you want to be. And I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) You guys, it's been over five months since my last podcast episode went live. And man, 2020 has been quite the year. As of recording this podcast, it is now six months post quarantine post stay-at-home orders here in New Jersey. I'm here in New Jersey in the U.S. And man, we made it. (laughs) We made it. And today's podcast episode is all about how my studio made it through COVID-19. No rent forgiveness, no rent deferral, no refunds from venues, no layoffs of team members. So I'm going to share with you guys how my studio made it through COVID-19 and survived. All right, so here we go. Here's an update on everything that has gone on between the last time that I talked to you guys and now. So on March 10th of 2020, we started having conversations about the potential need for online learning, but we had assumed at that time that we were about one to two weeks away from a potential school closure. And by we, I mean I'm talking about me and my team. So on March 12th, Just two days later, it became so evident that school closure was imminent and that we, it was coming now, right? And so we had an emergency team meeting to prepare everybody for what was coming next. I had anticipated that the closure was coming because I had seen the quarantines hit friends in other states and other countries. So there it was the next day on March 13th, the schools announced their closure. And so we immediately closed our studio doors. So we knew it was coming But man, it just happened so much faster than we could have anticipated. And as quickly as it happened is as quickly as we hit the ground running. So we immediately pre-recorded six weeks worth of material for over 45 weekly classes at my studio. Now, in my heart, I knew that the closure would be a minimum of six weeks. In New Jersey, they told us it was going to be two, and I knew it was going to be longer than that, so I wanted to get on top of this as fast as possible. So we were in the studio immediately, pre-recording six weeks worth of material for 45 classes. That is so much filming, you guys. Now, you may be wondering why we were pre-recording content and why we didn't just go to Zoom. And it's interesting because the ITAP Online Tap Teacher Training Program, which has been operating for 
a couple of years now, we have been on Zoom. I'm very comfortable with Zoom before COVID hit. It's how I ran my entire 99-day ITAP Online TAP Teacher Training Program. But I held off on going live on Zoom immediately for a couple of reasons. And we didn't go live on Zoom for my studio until mid-April. And one of those reasons was that we really needed to focus on filming and editing the on-demand content. And I'll talk about that shortly. And the other was that I knew that Zoom would be a novelty thing for the kids. They would find it fun. They would find it awesome and cool until they didn't. Until the weather would be nicer, until the screen fatigue would kick in. And so I knew that Zoom was going to be a short-lived thing for children, for specifically for children and teenage dancers. Now, the other thing is I truly felt that live dance education on Zoom alone was not sufficient to deliver a high-quality dance education for children. They really needed those pre-recorded breakdown videos that they could reference and go back to and learn in their own time when they weren't having Wi-Fi issues, you name it. And it was also very helpful that we could push the kids to the on-demand videos for review and support if they missed a class because we did not offer playbacks for Zoom classes. That would have been a whole other technical beast and workload on my team's shoulders. And I know that for a fact because I saw what those, what those replays did to other studios and the amount of time that it consumed. So we did not offer Zoom class replays. We pushed them instead to the on-demand content, which was a whole other beast of, of recording and editing itself. But... I am obsessed with high quality dance education and I knew that the children needed both. They needed the live Zoom classes for a sense of community and connection, but they also needed the on-demand content for a really sense of high quality education. So we Zoomed in April and May, and in May we did have one screen-free week because we could feel the kids were burning out from the screens. So before they even said anything, we said, you know what, guys, it's screen-free week. Everybody just, you know, take a break. We did a costume pickup drive-by parade in the parking lot, and we worked towards making quarantine music videos. So for these music videos, each of our groovers filmed themselves in their backyards doing their dances at the end of May, and then we edited over 350 videos into music videos. Now, this was not throwing all the videos up on the screen, right? I didn't just take 15 kids, put their horizontally filmed videos on the screen and they were little itty bitty tiny dancers on the screen. No, no, we did MTV style cut music videos in split screen format. And that was bananas, y'all. That was, that was a lot of editing, (laughs) but we did it and it was so good. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was just It was fantastic. It really was. So between the on-demand course content that we created and the music videos that we created, my team edited well over 1,000 videos. What? So crazy, you guys. Over 1,000 videos. But you know what's so beautiful is those quarantine music videos, our 
students, they have the ability to look back on those and all of that on-demand course content that we created, all of those on-demand videos that we made for our groovers, we have the ability to reuse those for other things as well. We can reuse them for teacher training. We can reuse them for other things as previews, as sample classes, you name it. So we created these tangible assets that we get to reuse. So I feel as though our time was really well invested and not wasted. For example, on a Zoom class replay, I could have spent the same amount of time scrubbing names out of videos and offering those replays, but I wouldn't have anything to really show for it after. So we took all of the music videos from the quarantine at home music videos that we created and we did a live streamed concert. It was a simulated live stream. So it's something that when you present it, it looks live and it feels live, but it's actually all pre-recorded. So we did a simulated live stream format concert online, a virtual dance concert for our students, friends and family to watch. And it was attended by over a thousand people and it was awesome. We had a rolling chat feature. We had some fun moments during the show. We gave the kids glow sticks and envelopes during their costume pickup. And we told them not to open them until we said so during the show. And then they would open them up and we taught them a cool body percussion tutting piece during the live stream. They had moments where they could type in the chat box, shout out their friends, shout out their teachers, shout out their company. And so it was engaging. It was professional. It was high quality. It was innovative and it was awesome. And it was an awesome way to finish this crazy, crazy season. So I'm going to go ahead in the show notes of this episode and share with you guys a couple links to those videos so you can check them out and see what they look like. Now, I did not opt for an outdoor concert, an outdoor recital. And I'll tell you why, because at the time there was no telling when we could potentially do an outdoor gathering. It could have been next week. It could have been us waiting until the fall. And I mean, this was, this was in May. We didn't know. We were perpetually in a continuous extended shutdown. So in New Jersey, our governor just kept extending it two weeks at a time. And he would say, in two weeks, we'll revisit. In two weeks, we will revisit. So we just kept getting extended quarantine notices every two weeks. And so I had no idea. I didn't know when I would be able to have a large gathering of people outside and I didn't know how long it was going to take for that to happen. Like I said, it could have been next week or it could have been us waiting until the fall. And I really just wanted to wrap up the season and not drag it out. These kids had been working on their dances since February, right? And to have them hold out for a fall season performance would mean dragging it out. And again, without the guarantee of being allowed to gather outdoors or indoors, for all we knew, another closure was going to come our way. So that is why I did not opt for an outdoor concert. And instead, I decided to do that simulated live stream virtual dance concert and we made it we did it we made it to june 14th that was the end of our season we finished the season on a high note and i felt like we could finally take a breath 
I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week for three months straight. I was wholeheartedly dedicated to making sure that each of my team members had a job, that all of our groovers were taken care of. The emotional, mental, and physical well-being of the children was most important to us. We knew that this was not going to be short, and we knew that this would be a huge struggle for our groovers. And so our focus before COVID-19, this is what's interesting, you guys. Our focus before COVID hit was offering the highest quality hip hop and tap dance training in the North Jersey area. And when COVID hit, it all shifted. We knew in our hearts that the training that we were offering was now the vehicle in which we would provide our groovers with a sense of community and connection at a time when they really needed the most. And we did it. And then I crashed so hard (laughs) at the end of June, right? We finished the season June 14th and I crashed so hard at the end of June. And then from there, we waited it out. We had a lot of requests to teach dance classes in the backyards of our families and we did not do it. We didn't do it. And I'll tell you why. First off, it's because my team needed a break. They gave their heart and soul to the studio during COVID. They were doing eight-hour filming days, trying to homeschool while teaching Zoom class, while editing videos, while building an online learning studio. They were pushing through injuries, you name it. But they gave 200% at all times. They did it willingly, they did it happily, and they did what they had to do to take care of these children that meant so much to them and to take care of the studio. And so we were all completely exhausted and I really felt that they needed a break. I also felt that backyard dancing presented its own set of tricky problems. One is how do I guarantee the safety of my team? Families want to be in their backyard because they feel safer there, but I can't take care of my team when it's on someone else's turf. When it's in my studio, I know that I can take care of my team. I know that I can take care of our students, but when it's in someone else's house, in someone else's backyard, I just can't guarantee that. And next is we try, you know, to ensure that teachers have a certain number of hours in a day and back-to-back classes. Some of them travel from far, and I just knew that I wouldn't be able to do that for them. But also, I did feel that if we did outdoor backyard activities like that, that it would be very difficult to transition dancers back into the studio when the time came. Outside in their backyard is convenient. It's easy for them. They feel safer and they don't have to put much effort into it. So who's going to want to step away from that when the time comes to transition back into the studio? Now, if we talk about outdoor classes, not just in backyards, let's talk about outdoor classes in a parking lot, you know, in the grass near the studio. I thought about buying a tent and running outdoor classes near the studio, but the problem was an appropriate tent, get this you guys, an appropriate tent would have cost over $10,000. And I don't think that the money that we would have made would have offset that investment, especially given that I am in New Jersey. 
and outdoors will not be an option for much longer. Snow can come as early as October and then hurricane season brings residual rain. So to me, it just wasn't worth it to spend such a large amount of money for a product that I could only use two to three months. The investment just didn't make sense. And we got hit by a hurricane back in what? early August, I think is when we were hit with that hurricane and it destroyed all of the outdoor tents that a lot of the restaurants had. It just absolutely destroyed tents and outdoor setups that people had created. It was just so devastating out here. So in the end, I did not opt in to buy a tent. I did not really do outdoor activities. I didn't do outdoor backyard activities. Um, we, you know, we, we decided to wait it out until we were allowed to reopen in studio. And on July 20th, we reopened under the requirements that we could operate indoors at 25% capacity. We did offer some outdoor private lessons, but they did not go well. Everyone was overheated, dehydrated. It was just too hot. It was too humid. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It did not go well. So we ended up doing in-studio private lessons as well. And those were great. We wore masks, socially distanced. Many people thought that they would be more comfortable outdoors, but in the end, they were actually better off indoors with the mask because the outdoor heat and humidity were just completely unbearable. So after our soft reopening with some private lessons, we ran some music video workshops and those were awesome. They were also indoors, masked and socially distanced. And I'll go ahead and share some links to those music videos that I created in the show notes of this episode. It really was just the best. Seeing everyone transition back into the studio. These workshops, they also gave us a chance to test out our safe studio strategy and figure out what protocols worked, what didn't work, what we needed, what we didn't need so that we could adjust accordingly in time for the fall season. So that was really, really awesome. And now, at the time of recording this episode, I am just a few days away from the first day of our fall season of dance. Now, our numbers are lower. We have about 40% of our pre-COVID student hen count, but we have 65% of our pre-COVID class count. So what's interesting is those families who are enrolling are taking more classes than before. Their level of commitment is very high. They are super excited to participate in a greater capacity, and I am excited for that as well. And here we are. We're ready to reopen for real, for full, and kick off this awesome new fall season. And that's it, you guys. That is that. That is how we survived COVID and how we made it to the other side, again, without rent forgiveness, without rent deferral, without refunds from venues, and without laying off a single member of our absolutely amazing and awesome team. 
I'm really proud of what we did and I'll be sharing with you some of my biggest learnings and takeaways from this crazy time in a future episode. So don't forget to go ahead and subscribe. And if you have some love to share, please go ahead and share your five-star rating and review for the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance podcast. This helps the algorithm know that other tap dancers will enjoy this. All right. So your five-star rating and review is super appreciated. Don't forget to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can get a notification as soon as episodes go live. I'm really excited to be back in action with you guys here. I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are well, and I hope that you are able to make it to the other side of COVID so that you can move into a beautiful upcoming new season of dance. Thank <music> you.